Welcome to the Work Smart Club podcast hosted by Dr. Cynthia Howard, executive coach and Lean Sigma Black Belt, and brought to you by Work Smart Consulting. Inside of you is the power to transform your world. You just have to unleash your potential. Get ready for strategies you can use right now. Leadership leverage you need. Uncertainty, unprecedented, unbelievable. Those are all words that people are using to describe the past two years. It's definitely a time that most of us have never experienced. And because of this, fear and anxiety are at an all-time high. We are in a transition, and life as we know it is changing. Finding balance and our new normal is still in flux. We are moving from one era into another. And this is exactly the time when fear tends to ramp up and consume every thought during the day and at night. I know some people's sleep is disturbed and it's hard to find relief. So in this podcast, I want to talk about prayer. This is my daily go-to, and it's a daily practice that I've found to be the only way to achieve the type of peace that supersedes whatever is going on around me. So I want to share how to pray, what to say when you pray. And you may already know this, but I think it's a good way to reinforce it. Because when life becomes uncertain and unprecedented to the point that it is now, prayer is the first line of defense so you can still live life to its full. And when we get down to it, the Word of God gives us instruction on how to live every aspect of our life, including uncertainty. In Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7, it instructs us, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, give thanks to God and make your request known. This means that God wants to hear from us. And before I get into the best way to pray, I want to just mention that there are different versions of the Bible out there. So whether you use a physical Bible or you have an app where you can explore each verse in a variety of different versions, find the one that speaks to you. Personally, I like having both a physical Bible and I also use an app because then I can get to those different versions. God's Word is alive. So in reality, the version doesn't matter But sometimes different versions will stand out to us. And the reason this is important is because the best way to pray is to use God's word in prayer. So when you find a version you like, you'll remember it. For example, when you're feeling anxious, you might pray to God something like this. God, your word says to be anxious for nothing, but to bring you in prayer and petition everything. Well, right now I'm worried, yet I choose to stand in faith that your word never returns void, and you have said that when I give my worries to you, that peace will come to me, your peace, the peace that passes all understanding. So I'm going to do what you say and think about these things, things that are beautiful, lovely, things that bring me peace, things worthy of praise. And I will think constantly on these things and center my mind on them so that they can get into my heart. Thank you, Lord, for your word and your instruction. 
In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. So instead, what too many people do, myself included until I learned how God wants us to pray, is to beg and plead. Oh, God, help me. Things are terrible. The world is falling apart. I don't know what to do. How can you let this happen? What am I going to do? Oh, God, oh, God, help me, please. Now, that kind of prayer is not really prayer, and it's definitely not going to bring you peace. In fact, your words may not even reach God because God doesn't live at the level of fear, and he understands the power of words. Just think about this scripture in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Read through that first chapter. And then if you go to Genesis and also read the first chapter, you'll hear, and God said, and God said. You'll hear that over and over. Let there be light, and there was. The actual translation actually says, be light, meaning God gave it a command. So God understands because he is the word, the power of words and emotions. So what we say, what we speak out, what we feel, they're like a magnetic field that can envelop us and attract whatever it is we put out. Now, of course, we're going to have emotions because that is part of our hardwiring, our nervous system. And they are like warning lights on a dashboard. They give us information about what's going on. So it's not like you don't want to have emotions, but you don't want to get stuck in them. So living in a time in which we're in now, where uncertainty and fear are at an all-time high, how do you keep yourself from getting caught up in it? Well, you have to make a choice. Am I going to listen to what God says about the world? Or am I going to listen to what the world says about the world? So God instructs us to think about positive things, things worthy of praise, because he wants us to listen to the voice of life and light and not fear and darkness. So going back to John chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So when we speak God's word, and we speak it aloud, we hear God's word, and it drops into our spirit because we have the spirit of God in us. And the scripture goes on to say, and the light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. Meaning light does not recognize darkness because God can only be light. So we only can listen to one voice. And that to me is the word of God and the light of the world, life itself. When I find myself too much into fear, then I know I'm listening to the wrong voice and I've allowed my faith to be taken over by the darkness. So when you pray, use God's word, his written word, bring it back up to him. Now that's not because God forgets what he said and he needs to be reminded But it does please God to know that we are reading his word and that we are studying and learning his word. In fact, the Bible gives a warning about this that says people perish for lack of knowledge of what his word says. This is in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. 
So by reading God's word, you're building your faith. And faith is the belief in things unseen, things that are hoped for, but not yet present. Because after all, if things are already here, you don't have to have faith for it. So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God. And this is in Romans chapter 10, verse 16 to 17. So the word of God are not just words on a page. Okay, they actually come alive through the Holy Spirit who is ever present. And as we personally read the word, so whether it's an app or it's a physical Bible, regardless of what version it is, God will bring it alive in you through revelation. So when you read the word, you physically get that Bible out and you read it. And especially when you read it out loud, the Holy Spirit is going to move in you and bring you revelation. And I hear many people say, I don't read the Bible because it doesn't make sense to me. Well, you have to have an open heart when you read. So try this. Open your app or your physical Bible and just say, God, give me the ears to hear and the eyes to see what I need in your word. Thank you for revealing yourself to me. It's amazing, but we were created in his image, but we were given free will. So God is not going to demand that we read his word, that we demand to pray to him. But when you ask, you will receive. In Proverbs 20, 12 and Matthew 13, 16, it talks about eyes to see and ears to hear and ultimately giving thanks for everything that you want. And we could do a full study of the Bible and you will see that God's answer to prayer is yes and amen. But most people don't see that because they either don't have the faith or their own words contradict what it is they're asking for. So if you're pleading about how horrible the world is or how bad your circumstance is, while those circumstances could be very bad, and I've been through many of them myself, when you repeat them over and over again and you relive those very difficult emotions, you're more or less recreating that scenario and not giving God a chance to change anything. So the secret is not to plead with God, but to use God's word. And as he says, give it all to me through prayer and petition and in praise and thanksgiving. This is the second key part. Spiritual warfare says that we come in praise and thanksgiving. So fighting the enemy, which is fear, one of our weapons, so to speak, is praise and thanksgiving. Because our weapons are not carnal, as the word says, but spiritual in nature, because the battle that we're fighting is not with other people or even situations in the world. It's a spiritual battle. And we can use praise and thanksgiving and let God do the physical battle. Because one thing that hangs people up is they want to know how this remedy is going to come about. You have a situation that you're praying about and you're asking to be taken out of it or to have something to change. And you want to know how, how, when, when, why did this happen? And those are all great questions as a human being. But on the spiritual realm, we don't know them always up front. What God wants is faith. He wants to know we have faith 
in his ability to handle it, that he's got this. I mean, he created the world, so I think he can handle our problems. So when we come in praise and thanksgiving, it keeps the enemy away. But when we complain, we actually are choosing the voice of the enemy and living out fear. And that's when we invite the enemy in and our minds become a battleground of more vicious thoughts, a cycle of defeat and limitation. So the enemy works through our thoughts and brings up things that we may not have thought about for a long time. Well, what about this? What about this? You remember when you did this and you felt so horrible and you cycle into the spiral. Well, faith also works in our thoughts. And that's why God says, think about these things, things that are praiseworthy, things that are beautiful and lovely. Because when you up-level your thoughts, you're raising that vibration. And with praise and thanksgiving, you're coming into the throne room of God. You're coming up to that level of heaven. Now, these dimensions are all existing all at the same time. We're in the world and we get caught up in the world and that dimension of here and now. But there is another dimension that we don't access until we pray. So I know that there are personal situations that some of you may have, and the current state of the world is obviously a big one. It looms large on the horizon. And I have been in and continue to be in very difficult situations. So I understand completely. But I'm just saying that God has got this. So I'm putting out an experiment for you. After all, you've probably spent years worrying, maybe even your whole life. You may even say, hey, my mother was a worrier, my father, my grandmother. So you may think it's a trait that gives you a badge of honor, so to speak. But what I'm asking you to do is to consider something different. And trying something new can't make things worse. So what I want you to do is to use a prayer strategy for two weeks. Now, you're going to experience the benefit much sooner, but two weeks is going to be a good time to build a habit. Some of you are going to experience some relief immediately, but those who are steeped in skepticism, it may take longer. And there's nothing wrong with skepticism because after all, you want to make sure that this is true for you. But you don't want to be so hard in your critical thinking that you're not even allowing the possibility that the supernatural is alive and well today and can be accessed through prayer and God's word. So you're going to follow this strategy. You're going to keep a journal so you can write out your mood and your general thoughts. Just three minutes of quick entries at the beginning, at the end of the day, so you can note any changes. Something like, I woke up fretting about this or that, or I went to bed worrying about this or that. Just write those couple of things down. It won't even take you three minutes. And keep that for two weeks while you use several scriptures to pray to God. And you can use the same prayer if you want every single day. And you're going to be amazed at the changes. Now, I'm not saying this because of me, because I'm some special person. I'm saying this because God is no respecter of persons. And what he does for one, he will do for all of us. And that's in Romans 2.11. 
So he has taken fear and anxiety from so many people, and he's waiting on his tiptoes to see if you're going to ask him. So I want you to try this. Now at WorkSmartThinkDifferent.com in the footer is a link for a prayer strategy. It's free. You can download that. You'll have more scriptures and you'll have the actual strategy. So we have a friend. We have everything we possibly could need in Christ Jesus. All we have to do is ask and to ask with thanksgiving, because when we ask with thanksgiving, we're actually expecting the answer to be yes. We're not waiting to see what God would say. He says yes. And if you read the different stories in the Bible, when people came up to him and said, will you heal me? Of course I will. Every single time. So when you pray with thanksgiving, you're expecting a positive result. And when you doubt, you actually cancel the prayer. It's like putting in an order for your meal at a restaurant and then saying, oh, never mind. I'm not sure if the chef actually knows how to make that dish. Or do you have all of the ingredients? Can I go back in the kitchen and check? You wouldn't do that. So why, when we ask something of God, would we not expect to get the answer when God loved us so much he gave his only son? So God's word says we can ask anything in his name. So anything means exactly that. That's 1 John 5.14. We have to ask and then pray according to his will. Now, this is the part that messes a lot of people up, not knowing what God's will really is for us. Well, I can promise you that his will is to prosper us because it says that in his word over and over again. And this means that if we have a desire, you know, as long as it's not hurtful to other people, like asking for someone else's spouse, his will for us is to be fulfilled. So God's word, for I know the plans I have for you to prosper you with hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. That's definitely one of the scriptures you want to write out and put on a post-it note and put it all over your space so that you're reminded, even though you might be in a trial, even though something might be coming against you, that's not God's position about how things are going to turn out. So stand your ground in faith and tell God that I am with you and keep speaking his word because the enemy can't continue to have power over you if you are speaking God's word. So God wants us to fulfill our purpose. That's why we're here on this planet. Doesn't mean that you have to go out and preach. It means that you use whatever gifts you have in business and leadership to further the truth about God and his word in your own way. That could be by demonstrating love and acceptance. It could be by praying for other people. It could be setting up a home church. Maybe you have a handwritten card business or you make pillows or you tend to a community garden. You volunteer. I mean, the options are endless. Whatever it is, this activity is also a prayer to God. So as you do any of these things, give thanks and offer up this activity and your efforts to God, because he blesses those who take action. And leaders have influence. They impact their 
followers, and they're in a position to make a dramatic positive impact. So take a moment and pray for your people, especially those people that bug you, (laughs) and ask God for revelation. So by using prayers, citing God's word, and asking him to ground you in his word, to strengthen you as a leader, and to shine his light throughout the day, you don't have to preach a word. Your presence then becomes a source of light to people, a source of inspiration, of a positive interaction. Most people today are literally craving appreciation, kindness, positive interactions. And God works through people. So the more we interact with each other in our highest and best way, with love, respect, forgiveness, acceptance, the more he can be seen and the more he will bless us in the process. Instead, there's jealousy and envy and hate and vindictiveness. And these are all indications that the enemy or darkness is present and God is not. So to all of my podcast listeners and all those leaders who want to make a difference, stop worrying and pray instead. Ask God to give you the insight and wisdom to make great decisions. So I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to send this prayer to those leaders who might feel sandwiched in between their demanding administration and the frontline worker who seems to be somewhere else, and they wonder if they're making a difference at all. So just open up your heart and receive this. Dear Lord, it is with great thanksgiving and praise that I come to you today. I'm lifting up to you the leaders listening to this podcast who may wonder how can they continue to deal with the uncertainty, the fear, the anxiety, and the pressure of being in that role. Lord, I ask that you impart the spirit of wisdom and revelation, supernatural revelation to these leaders so they can organize and influence for the highest and best good. You came that we would have life and life more abundantly to its full. So I ask for supernatural favor and blessing to come upon those who desire to hear you and seek a deeper relationship with you. Lord, speak directly to them in the way that they can understand. Open up spiritual eyes to see and ears to hear, strengthening their vision and their resolve, filling them with strength, with peace, and with confidence. We know that you are the deliverer and our provider, Jehovah Jireh, and we thank you in advance for the promotion, the divine favor, the financial blessings, the opportunity to advance, and all the needed resources so these leaders can flourish. And we wait expectantly for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So I hope this blessed you, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. In the meantime, stay energized, stop worrying, and pray. Thank you for tuning in to the WorkSmart Club podcast. We love our listeners and want to hear from you. Please join us at WorkSmartClubNetwork.com. 
Stay connected and subscribe to our show so you never miss any of the content. Leaving us a positive review lets everyone know we add value. We thank you for it.